All right, guys, we're going to get started. We're on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. So let me pray. Lord, thank you for the study. Thank you for your word. And uh, help me to see what you have to say today. Use me to, to teach. And uh, let's just let this class be glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, guys, let's go ahead and uh, take turns reading through it, 13 verses. Let's say there's three paragraphs, so let's take the first paragraph. I'll do it. All right. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove to move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it, pro it profits me nothing. Alright, who's next? I'll do next. Okay. <clears throat> love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Cool. Uh, how about one of the girls? Who wants to read? Before I call on someone. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ray. Well, never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, they will pass away. And you know that in part, they will pass away. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I felt like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even though there is a full time. Cool. Just finished up there. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three is the greatest of these love. All right, cool. Uh, so the verse before chapter 13, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 30, I'm going to go over that. It kind of leads right into chapter 13. It's really nice. So, do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts? And I will show you still more excellent way. So 31 says, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. If he was like, if we should be, we should be desiring these higher gifts. Um, but then it goes into saying, and I will still show you a more excellent way. And what is that more excellent way? Love. Love, 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 love. The way of love. The whole reason for chapter 13. Without love, it doesn't matter. So, uh, that first paragraph, I thought it was cool how Paul was going to the extremes. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, like, that's pretty crazy. That, uh, 
speaking in tongues of angels. That's pretty much extreme there. And I, uh, without love, I am a noisy gong. So, and if you have prophetic powers and understand all mystery and all knowledge, so that's pretty extreme right there. If you understand everything, everything that you, pretty much saying that you understand everything that God has done and why he's done it. Uh, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains, so if you have the most faith in the world and you can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and I deliver my body to be burned and gain nothing, so you paid the ultimate sacrifice, you became a martyr, but if you still had not love, or if you did not love, then there is nothing. So isn't that interesting? He's going to the extreme, like, worldly things that you can do, but without love, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter without love. Any questions on that? I think he's getting to his point that love is really important. So, all right. Uh, and then we go on to love. So this one is, this one should uh, take some, we should all have a really good conversation because it's pretty hard to love perfectly with God's love. So love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. So, guys, is this stuff even possible? Is it love? Is it possible to love as it's explaining here? Can you even do this on earth? Yes, of course. Can we do it by ourselves? In, in fits and starts, we can, we can do it. We can do it. Not, not perfectly, I don't think. You don't think we can do it perfectly? No, because, well, so much of what we do, even when we say we love people, is is underneath it all is kind of selfishly motivated, you know? There's the attention behind it. Yeah, you, you, you're saying that that's what we should do? I'm not saying the intention behind it. You right. know, love in itself can be a bad thing if you're loving sin or you're loving, it's it's contextual. You have to, I mean, your heart, it's where the heart is, right? So, yeah, we, we tend to love ourselves. We tend to love our idols. We tend to love a lot of things that we shouldn't love, but with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, God, you know, we, we have all those things that we need. You know, we have them. We just need to be faithful and, and disciplined to trust in that spirit, you know. And is that what you were getting to? No, uh, my, what I was going to say to you, I'm sorry, is that uh, your question is nonsensical. Okay. okay? <laughs> um, it just doesn't make any sense. We have the Holy Spirit, so we can't think of what we can do without. And so what the question actually is, can somebody without the Holy Spirit do this? No, absolutely, totally impossible. Can somebody with the Holy Spirit, uh, with the Holy Spirit, do it? Absolutely, 100%, every single time. Will somebody with the Holy Spirit do it? No. <laughs> so that's the, that's the three. Yeah, that's the three. The three categories. Cool. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is what enables us to be able to love like this. Yeah, the Holy Spirit does it every single time. Right. It's just whether we get in the way. With sin. Yeah, I know. I do get in the way all the time. Yeah. Right now, I'm not thinking that well about you, you know. So. <laughs> yes. What can I say? Yeah. That's okay. That's okay, Bob. We all have issues. Yes. Right. 
That is true. Love is patient, kind, and uh, does not envy or boast it. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So, Bob, we can go back to that. And so what happens when you don't love and when you don't do those things? What do you do? What's the opposite of love, you're saying? No, like when you're supposed to love. Oh. And when you don't listen and to the Holy Spirit and you act out when you're not supposed to. You, you say doing? something foolish when you're not supposed to. That's, that's not when the connection is severed. The connection is broken. When you, when you get in the way. Out of yourself. Absolutely. You get in the way. Like yeah. So what do you do about it? What is the loving thing to do? If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And you say something you're not supposed to. Or you say something hurtful. What do you do with that? Repent. You repent. You ask for forgiveness. You know, we're still held accountable. Absolutely, as Christians, we're still held accountable. No matter if we highly think about some, if we don't highly think about somebody else, or if we are hating our neighbor, or we do something wrong, so we repent. Question: So, so like, I have a hard time with this because if I'm loving the way I'm supposed to be loving, it's not me; it's the Lord, right? Anything that is is good that in me is God, and anything that isn't, it's it's me for sure. And I know that we're supposed to be becoming more and more like Christ and so in those instances we are becoming more like Christ we're not like us so the question is can we as you know sinner you know fleshly man do it no we can't it's Christ when it's happening it's the you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah and when we repent that's Christ we are humbling ourselves just like Christ humbled himself to the cross Okay, it's impossible to die to yourself. Something that we should all do more often. Die to ourself. Completely surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is only through the Holy Spirit. And we need to be doing that every single day. We call ourselves Christians. Well, when we mess up, we are held accountable. We need to we need to repent and ask for forgiveness. All right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, endures all things. All right. So this is a great example of how we should love. Um, so... Let's put it into practice. All right, chapter eight. This should be fun. So in my study Bible, I didn't pick this up, but there's a there's a word in there that came up, and there's two camps on this whole situation, and so I figured it'd be a good place to to bring this up because I haven't studied much on it. So I was hoping you guys could you know bring it up and tell me what your guys' thoughts. So there's a, and I don't even know how to pronounce this really, but I was hoping you guys can help me, but cessationist? Does that sound right? That's right. Okay. So a uh, cessationist view is that these gifts that Paul is talking about, tongues of men, prophecies, 
uh, they stopped, they ceased when the apostles died. Okay, uh, That's their view. That's their belief. Uh, the other side of it is that prophecy is still going on today. People are still speaking in tongues today. Okay, So you're going to hear this in Christian circles. You're going to hear this. Uh, so I wanted to bring this up so that you're aware of it. So let's see what the context has to say um, with what these verses have to say coming into it. So, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy, prophecy in part. But when the perfect comes... Okay, so let's stop right there. So, Paul's saying prophecies will cease. They will pass away. Tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. Alright? It's going to pass away. When? Uh, for we know in part, and we prophesy, prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. So all those things will pass away. So anyway, that's kind of interesting that he's saying partial. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even I as I have been known fully. So what that's telling me is that we only know half of the story. And when the perfect when Christ returns, we will know the full story then. Um so is that is that maybe somebody knows um is that when they're talking about when prophecies and tongues will cease when Christ returns, or does he mean before that? So from this from the study Bible, I kind of I took it as those things will cease when Christ returns. So we won't fully understand like what's happening, but when he does come back, we will understand exactly what so is happening. Still be ongoing today. That's what this that's is what kind this of is, saying. That's what the cessation that's, are saying that no, it, it won't. It's yeah, prophecies are already done, but this is kind of, this. just this verse, that these verses are saying it'll stop when Christ returns. Then we will fully understand. That's what I took from it. What did you guys get from, from that? Though, If you guys have studied this more, I'd love to hear your, uh, your thoughts. Well, I've heard both. I've heard both. I don't know. Yeah. And like, what's God shown you through this? You know, of course, we can't just take, you know, this out of context. We need the whole scripture. So has, have you guys gone into a deeper study? Because I, I have not. I know. I personally have always, whenever I hear somebody says that they're prophesying, I'm totally skeptical of it. Yeah. I, and I don't know if that's valid, if I should be, but that's kind of the way I view it. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're prophesying and it doesn't come true, then they're a false prophet and they should right. be stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way, let's, let's be straight. I mean, that's that's what the Bible says. Well, that, that, you know, that, they, that, they should be, right. you know, I mean, they're, they're a false prophet and you should have nothing to do with them. You know, pray for them. But, but, but there, there, are, there are things we have to look at for teachers and prophets. You know, are they good repute? Are they good people? Do they have a good life? Do they set a good example? Or is, is it supported in scripture? <laughs> You know that sort of thing, and if those things are all there, and and I'm still skeptical of them, is that me or is that am I right to be that way? That's what I don't know. Go for it, man. I'm, I'm this trying, is open for no, conversation. To practice, uh, this is such a short chapter, so I'm hoping to to drag it out. 
I'm, I gotta be just, I, I feel very firmly that, uh, and again, my feeling is besides what God is actually saying. He's saying one thing, he's not saying two or three or six or how you feel about it. I'm just being straight. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to understand some of these things too because I wrestle with them. Good. But, so you've studied. I, I, I have, yes. And I do feel very, very strongly that God is saying that this is this was for a time. And that time was to glorify God and, and, and to show the, the, the apostles and, and, and that they had true uh, godly power at that time. And I don't believe that these greater gifts are going on today. I don't think there's a point of purpose for them. Not that God can't do it, but I, it's not. The intention was for that time. That time. Well, and prophets don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but prophets are not just people who predict the future. They also deliver a message that we already know. You know, remind, They also remind us of stuff that God has already said. So in, in that respect, I guess we could have prophets, you know, people who stand up and, and remind us, this is what God has said, remember this. Not necessarily the end time is coming tomorrow. You know, that, that kind of prophecy definitely I, I tend to, would tend to ignore. But anybody who, who, who will stand up and say, God laid this on my heart, I need to tell you this, and, he, and it's directly from the Bible a reminder of something that God has said, God has done, then uh, isn't that a prophet? Let me, let me just interject go this. Ahead. Please, go <laughs> for it. Be careful. First of all, you have to, you have to understand that, uh, that in this context, they're talking about right. gifts. Okay. They're not talking about manifestations. That's a different thing in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can manifest inside of me right now a tongue, okay, that I can I can exhort, but that doesn't give me the gift of tongues because tomorrow it's not going to be with me. So that's a manifestation, a manifestation of healing, okay, that uh, somebody uh, I'm praying for gets healed. It's a manifestation of prophecy. Mm -hmm. uh, I know some very... Uh, Lloyd George, uh, for one, uh, who's a, a great teacher and everything, would never say that this is that this that his friend had this gift. Friend of his called up his wife, uh, Lloyd George's wife, and told him, her, Lloyd, Lloyd George is going to have a heart attack tomorrow. She brought him to the hospital, and they stopped it. Okay, so you know there are issues like that that happen. They're the manifestation of the spirit, but they're not the gift of the Spirit. There are people walking around who say that they have the gift of healing. Why they're not at hospitals, I have no idea. <laughs> they're usually in stadiums and with people walking up to them. Anyway, those, those like uh, we, we've been saying we would reject. But each one of these things is a gift, not a um, manifestation, so to speak. So where we're saying is God can do whatever he wants to, but absolutely. I know of many different instances that these things have happened. I wasn't there, but the people who told me about it or the people that I've read about are very, very credible. And it's just God moving however he wants. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So that's interesting that you said that, Bob. <clears throat> so you're saying that the gifts ceased? I don't know. All I know is that any time that I've seen uh, somebody who claims to have the gift, they are rather false. Um, um, it's a guy in, uh, in Africa, and they always seem to be in foreign countries. Anyway, there's a guy in Africa who, uh, I can't think of his name right now. He must be a Francis Chan. 
No, 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 no. Who's, uh, but uh, Kent, oh, man, a friend of mine gave me his book, Bonky. Um, uh, anyway, he, he claims to have raised somebody from the dead. Anyway. Can God do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, so far as I've seen, nobody has got, see, he has a gift according to him. So he just walks around healing people all the time. Yeah. And that's what I like about... Only in Africa, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's what I like about this verse. It really gives, it, it leaves it up to God. Reinhold Bonke. Reinhold Bonke. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. So now, right now we're seeing in a mirror dimly. But then face to face, now I know in part, then I shall fully know as I have been fully known. I just like that. It makes us, it just makes us uh, realize that God's in control. God knows what's happening. We don't. Will we ever fully know the full knowledge of God? Absolutely not. Not until, probably still not, uh, until he comes face to face with us. We come face to face with him. And that's, you know, when do you think that time is? When death in heaven with him, you know? So it's just nice because, you know, we can't have all the knowledge. Even, you know, we go back to the earlier part of chapter 13. Even if we did, even if we did, uh, <laughs> it, it's just not possible. But if we did, you know, well, we're talking about love here. So, what do we even use it? What do we even use it for, for God's glory? So, we just gotta, we just gotta be humble ourselves. And just sometimes say, I don't know. I don't know. And it's so nice that there is a God that does know everything. You know? So that we can give it up to him. So, thanks, Bob, for, for bringing that up. I like that. You get a lot of bad, you know, there's a lot of uh, cults out there that, you know, they, they really get hung up on their prophecy, right? It gives people, hurts a lot of people, put a lot of bad taste in their mouth. And, uh, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses and, shoot, you got the Mormons. Uh, they use, uh, they take scripture out of context. And uh, it just really messes with a lot of people. And people, for good reasons, get a lot of bad taste in their mouth because of it. And it's a good, it's a good thing. But I really do like what Bob said, you know, we can't deny what God is doing in people's lives. And uh, can these things happen? Absolutely. Well, are they God, done in love? And we're Absolutely. And not doing it in any given moment, like Bob said. Whether yeah. or not we're, we're going to be the ongoing with us, it makes no difference. God can, at any given moment, God can do it for us. Right. And if it's not done in love, you know, that's the thing too. You know, what are behind the people's motives? If it's <laughs> So the Holy Spirit is working in that person when that's happening and it's fully from God. So, you should be skeptical. You should be skeptical of those things, absolutely. So, what do you think, Jason? No, yeah, I, I, uh, the, you, know, you, you, you see this happening in, in the New Testament. You see, 
you know, was it was it part Jesus who, who wanted to buy, you know, wanted to to get the the gift of healing? Get you wanted to be able to, and that's I think any any person in their flesh is going to want to use it for sinful things. That's what that's what the the fleshly part of us would want. We would use it and abuse it and and corrupt it. And that's why I you know again I, I do believe that they have ceased. And, yeah. To to what extent? I mean, if there's a place in China or somewhere where they don't have you know the the luxuries that we have with God's word, or, you know, and the, and the gospel still going through, and people are being persecuted, and and they're you know they're being martyred, and, and God can do. I believe God could and may may do that, and may be doing that now. And I don't we don't know, you know, but you know I, I just I, I know that we would abuse it. <laughs> you know I know that I would. My you know if I had that ability, not as much as I didn't want to, I would. Right. You know, just because it's a sinful person. Absolutely. Well, it's like you said, it's the motive behind it, and it's the, and it's the motive behind love too. That's what I'm getting back to: is that that love can can we call it love, but sometimes it's just self-interest. Yeah. Uh, you know what what we do, and uh, you have to. Like, uh, what am I getting out of this? Right. I was reading a, a little bit. Uh, Kierkegaard's hard for me. I read a little bit of him, but I read and what it's uh, about uh, about doing good. You know, none of us are really good. Uh, because a lot of the good we do is because it makes us feel good. You know, I, I, I help somebody else because it gives me a good feeling. You know, it, but you, you, true love is you help somebody out because you simply love them. It's yeah. not, it has nothing to do with you. Yes, and we look and, to the cross, what true love was. And that's difficult. That's yeah. difficult for any of us. So that's, that's how, that's how you would, I think you would explain altruism and, and kindness. What's altruism? When you when you're when you help people out uh, for with no benefit to yourself, um, and that's the kind of love that Christ would be talking about—that you love somebody in spite of yourself and, and with no benefit to yourself, um, not because it's my child, but because it's a child, you know, some child somewhere that you love, but to love somebody just purely out of love. That comes from Christ. Anything short of that is, is from us. Which is that's not to say it's bad. It's just that it's not pure. You know. Can we fully love? I th <laughs> this is a rhetorical question. My opinion: we can fully love as Christ loved and how He calls. But it's got to be completely through the Holy Spirit, right? Just like the, just like. <laughs> It's almost as rare as, you know, prophesy. If you're going to prophecy, you know, through, you know, it's like, it's almost that rare because that's how impossible it is to love the way that Christ loved. Because well, we get in the way. To love unto death like Christ did. To love someone enough to die for them. Somebody that you don't even know. Yep. You know, that's... Without getting anything in return, mm -hmm. getting spit on the whole way you're doing it. That is crazy, you know. You know, I'm upset with my neighbor right now because he didn't say hi to me or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, what is, you know, why did I say hi to him in the first place? Because I was hoping to get something back in return, right? So, like, that stuff happens all the time. That's not real love. Like, <laughs> you know? Really, I'd be upset with my neighbor because he said hi to me. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so, Well, yes. let, let me get just a little personal here. Um, my, my granddaughter, I haven't really spoken to her in about six months, I guess. She just lives in Mesa. She's 20. 
and I'm struck, and I love her, like, I just love her. I just love this child. And um, I'm struggling with with not being bitter about that. You know, yeah. see what I'm saying? And see, that's where that's where I'm struggling with with Christ, the love of Christ. How do I get past that? Just not, I just love her, you know, without being hurt, without being, you know, upset that I haven't spoken to her or, so, or that she hasn't spoken to me, you know. But, I mean, that's the kind of love that we're, we're striving for, you know. Okay, she doesn't talk to me. I still love her, and I'm just going to go. But that's difficult, and it's certainly difficult on our own. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I uh, when it comes to your children, it, that's, that's a mm -hmm. tough thing, you know, because, but I know my daughter, you know, in the same situation, uh, you know, I, the things I, I cannot uh, say the things that she is doing or the way that she's living her life is good. Mm -hmm. I, I will not. But it doesn't mean I don't love her. She takes that as I, I don't love her because I'm not accepting her. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there that way, you know, that they, if they yeah. don't accept me for the sinful things that I enjoy and call what's wrong right and right wrong, then you don't love me, you know. <laughs> And, and it's a hard hard thing to, to walk to be able to say I love you but I'm not going to do those things I'm not going to acknowledge that and so it's tough for me because being soft and gentle in those areas is you know it's tough yeah and we look to Christ too what did he <laughs> no we, time out uh, yeah. before you go any further just just read six through through um, yeah. Yeah, you know and both and both of what you got I'm, I'm, I'm not jumping on you I'm just saying read it Six, yeah. six through what? Six. It says love, love is patient. So that goes that goes to you first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, no, we're not we're not saying that we can do this. We're just saying that we can with the Holy Spirit. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. So that that's a defense for you. But as long as you did the ones previous. <laughs> right yeah. but rejoices with the truth okay love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things so i mean like like with your your situation uh jason she's doing something sinful and uh, you know uh, and you know that she, she's putting it in your face you just smile and and, and take it right and then you rejoice when she turns around and uh, but you, you absolutely, I, I don't see any reason to reject them, so to speak. Reject what they're doing, but not reject them. And then you know, for your granddaughter, just be patient. <laughs> yeah, I just I just try to put it aside for now. And, you know, and if she comes over for Christmas, which is doubtful, but if she does, you know, my 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 inner self wants to wants to stand there at the door like this, you know, with my arms crossed and going, yeah, but. That's, my that's, Christ self tells me no. That's not the way to do that. Yeah. That's not the way to do that. So, yeah. That's, I, I just say that's. Uh, I'll talk to you afterwards. But that that's yeah. too that's too bad. Yeah. That yeah. that your inner self wants to do this. Yeah, it is that's too bad. Really it is, too bad. It is too bad because it, it yeah. is a selfish reaction. Yeah. Because watch any movie on the Hallmark. Oh, God. Right? They all are always accepting all yes, the time, you know? Yes. <laughs> you, don't even, know. you don't even need the Bible. Just watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Two things come to my mind. Pride. You know, we want to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
why do we want to protect? Well, it's pride. You know, we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to get hurt. We're protecting ourselves, right? Pride, okay? Pride. And then surrender. Man, we need to practice that surrendering more. God, if I'm going to get hurt, I surrender to you. I surrender. I'm going to love. I'm going to choose to love in this way, in this context, but I'm going to choose to love. So yeah. anytime anybody's telling me any story about an interpersonal relationship, I just go right right to this verse and they, they failed. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. as simple as that. You know? If we practice surrendering every day, guys, surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ, man, and we just lay it all down at his feet. Think we get a step closer will we ever fully get there we have our whole life to get there but i think we'll get there we need to surrender just like jesus surrendered to his will of his father by going to the cross so it's just so hard guys i'll give you a just yeah oh, i'm sorry I, I i agree with that but then but you cannot compromise on truth no, no absolutely just, that's the defining piece there is absolutely. yes you want to love like Christ you want to be gentle you want to do all those things you know pride aside and all that but you cannot compromise you know I know in my situation that's all she she wants me to identify her as what she is and accept that and I, you know what I mean and that's no. just not it's it, I can't because you I can't. would be you can't trading Christ for that you know I would be trading truth for that and I can't do that I like what Paul said or uh, what Bob said then you know, make sure you're doing your patientness, <laughs> your kindness. You know, make sure you're doing it. But yeah, you're right. You can't. It says it right there. It remains the elephant in the room, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. So, it's hard. It's very. It's, I'll be honest with you. It is very hard. It's very hard. I've got another quick story. It's just that, and um, I know this to be true. Is that this? Uh, Husband and wife, they, they raised three kids, but their youngest daughter was incredibly wayward. And they would get phone calls at one o'clock in the morning from the bar, you know, come and pick up your daughter. She's passed out in the, in the you know, they would go, they'd pick her up, they would take her home, put her in bed, take care of her, you know, every, next morning, make her breakfast, everything, you know, not condemn her or anything for what she's doing because she's already heard it. Yeah. And the next night she'd go out and do the same thing. Yeah. You know? And it just, they were just loving her because that's where she was at the time and tearing them up inside. You yeah. Know? That, that's what the love will drive you nuts inside, but how you act on the outside, you know? You had a happy ending for us? Um, you know, I don't remember the ending. Well, I have a similar know? story where the parents did the same thing, and this was a grown son. And uh, they did it repeatedly, repeatedly. And finally, out of love, they stopped doing it yeah. because they realized that the love, what they were using, calling love, was doing nothing for him. Yeah, and I'll, I'll agree that there is, that there is a, you know, it's just, you know, anyway. But so, it, it, so I, I definitely so, agree that it can go either way. Right. That's the, the selfishness of that ourselves because I can't, you know, I can't let this happen. I can't, well, maybe out of love, you should let this happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a hard, it's, yeah, yeah it's tough. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Without the spirit. Without the spirit. Doesn't mean we can't put it into practice and surrender and ask for help. So, guys, it's enough. Faith, hope, and love abide. These three 
but the greatest of these is love. You know, just a little personal testimony. What brought me to Christ was his love. I learned that no matter what I did in the past, all the times that I messed up, Christ still chose to die for me, and he washed away all of my sin. That brought me to him. Nothing else in the world I could find that was that significant and that impactful in my life. And that's why I'm still here today. Because all the stuff that I ever done was washed away clean. There is, uh, there's impacts how my life is going and what I chose to do. There's still consequences for what I did, but I'm still forgiven, completely forgiven for what I did. Now, I've had I've had people who uh, were not believers tell me, "Well, you only believe because you're afraid of what can happen if you don't believe." You know, and uh, you know that's just simply, like you said, it's simply, it's not true for most of us. I, I, I think I think um, uh, you know, fear fear might get you through, get you up to the door, but it won't sustain you. You know, it's not going to sustain you over the long haul. It's got to be something more. And the forgiveness and the love that we feel is the sustaining quality for, for being in Christ. I, I just, I don't think that fear of hell or whatever is going to sustain you. I mean, it's, it wears you out to be afraid all the time. But love builds you up. Absolutely. How about the answer to them? Say, so you don't believe because yeah. you're not afraid yeah, of what's going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll take the other side yeah, of that coin yeah. any day. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've come back to him with that too. Well, you, you ought to be afraid, but no, that's not the whole story. That's not the whole story. Right. You know, God, yeah, God can use fear, right? Yes. And I think about your, if you were a parent and you keep saving your child from going to jail, well, the time that you say, I love you so much that I'm going to let you go to jail. You know, uh, you know that maybe, who knows, maybe that, that fear will have an impact in those, that person's life, you know, the, the child's life. You know, fear, God can use fear, but ultimately it's the love. Are we still there? Are we still there loving? Did we do it in love? You know, so. Prayerfully, prayerfully in love, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's complicated. It all is. Nobody said it's going to be easy. Anybody else have some stories or examples of love anywhere in your life that you're struggling or that you're, like, you feel like something that God really used you in a certain situation? Or he used you, yeah, if he used you and it was a completely God thing. You know, like encourage us. Something happened. You know, I think salvation is just a wonderful gift. You know, in all of our lives, who came to Christ, man, that is just a that is the ultimate love right there. I think in, in my life, uh, the the best thing God showed me, I think, and I truly believe it was God, is He He showed me when I needed to step back rather than step up. Because sometimes you're just too present, and and I and that's that's self that can be a selfish thing too, right there. You know, I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. Yeah. And when he, you know, you can't fix this, 
have to rely on me. And I think that that's been the biggest gift yeah. to me. You can't fix this, but I can fix this. If I want it fixed, I'll fix it. And if I need you, I'll let you know. Because God's feeding you. Yeah, I think that's the biggest impact. That that peace that somebody else has, has got this. Absolutely. I struggle with compulsiveness. Man, is it hard not to not to go fix it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and to get so consumed in the problem. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to ask God to help me in that area because it's like impossible. It's absolutely impossible. But self-control, gift, uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit, we can do it through His help, through Him. But uh, without Him, man, no way. It says His love does not dishonor others. And I think when you don't let people work out their own issues, sometimes you're not honoring them. You're not telling them that they have any ability. So that's another yeah, you're just doing it for them, right? You're their crutch. Such a such a hard situation to be in, huh? Especially as a parent, because that's what you do to fix things. You fix it. Yeah, right. Does it end? Never. That, not, that feeling never ends. You know, it's, what, to be a parent is to forever have your heart on the outside of your body. That's... And as for a kid too, they're struggling. I mean, kids struggle too. Kids, uh, they're learning. And uh, you know, and if we don't let them learn, and, and if they and they can teach us as well if we pay attention. Yeah. So when we're struggling, should we come back to this verse? Absolutely. <laughs> should we come back to scripture? Yeah. Is that the first thing we do? Probably not. We try to fix no, it I, first. I Google huh? it. That's what I do. You Google it. Oh, How do I fix this problem? problem? How do I fix it? <laughs> and I guess that, that's where that's where being in the Word and having having you're constantly having that on your mind and and having it. You know, like, that's where they say catechism and all those things where you're you're going over those good and godly things, the right right minded way of, of approaching the world. You know and. And, uh, you know, is this going to give glory to God? How am I going to give glory to God in this moment? How am I going to be less of me and more of Christ? Amen. You know, th- those, those, you know, if you're constantly, you know, keeping your, and I know because when I'm, when I'm a, I'm not in my, I'm not in God's word or I'm, I'm away or I'm not, I'm not fellowshipping in, in the, you know, I, I struggle more. I mean, you know, if I'm not doing uh, prayer with my kids, you know, we struggle as a family, you know, those, those things happen. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Yeah, surrounding yourself with scripture as much as you can. There's a lot of there's a lot of verses to, to back that up. To uh, I've written your word on my heart so that I might not sin against you. You know, that's in uh, Psalms or Proverbs. Memorizing scripture, like you were saying, just being engulfed in it. Because as believers, we know that this is truth. Every everything comes out of here. So the love thing too. Now I just want to bring something. I you know the, the the telling somebody the hard thing or doing the more more uncomfortable, whether it be a discipline of a child or doing those. That is love. That is love because it's you know parents that, that let their kids. They're just buddies. They're friends with their kids, and you know they, there's no 
there's no speaking into their life because they're just buddies, you know? That's not love, it's an easy thing to do. It's easy, it would be easy to say, go on, go have fun, I'm just not gonna be involved, and I'm gonna be more, you know, you know what I'm saying? And like that, I, I, we have a hard time, I think, thinking of love as admonishing somebody or, you know, a, a, you know, disciplining or those types of things because we see it as, as you know, as how they the other person might see it as, you know, and, and that's, it, it's true and it's right. And it, it's a good thing. It's a loving thing to tell somebody that, you know, you love them enough to put your relationship in danger, <laughs> you know. Sorry. No, that's good. Uh, <laughs> you know, in Hebrews, it talks about. I'm trying to find it. Your, your motivation is not to define it by that feeling. Right. Okay. Yeah. I probably won't find it on the spot, but discipline. It talks about discipline in Hebrews. Discipline does not feel, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it does not feel great at the time, but in the end, it. it, it produces righteousness, right? And so... And not just discipline, but truth. Speaking truth to them in a loving, in a loving way. Yeah. That's, that's, that's in itself is a discipline, to be able to, to speak truth. Yeah, calling out sin. And, you know, that's where it's, that's something that the church as a body does very rarely, I think, you know, whether it be a brother or sister in Christ, calling those things out because you love them. Yeah, you know it's not it's not it's not a practice. It's not practiced the way it should be. You that's, know that's different than calling out somebody who's not a believer, though. Yes, you can't you can't use sure. you can't point to sin for a not you can, but it's ineffective. You point to a non-believer and say that's sin. That's ineffective. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I get around that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to keep my mouth. Yeah. So my father, uh, he sure would teach me the truth. It was good, but it was, uh, you know, and I and I, I have, I'm happy that he did it. But some of the things that he did, name calling and stuff like that, uh, sometimes I wish that he would have asked for forgiveness or, uh, you know, uh, had sat down, sat me down, and said, "That was a little harsh. I'm sorry," you know. Because I still have things to this day that the things that he said to me were very, very hard. And I still believe those things. And so I can't change anything. But I have forgiven him and I have loved him. But I just know the impact that it has had on my life. You know? And so for me, it's, it's very... I, I still want to do the same things to my kids. I want to be harsh. I want to call them names. I want to do all of that. But when I do... Man, the first thing that I do is I, well, probably not the first, but eventually I go and I say, I'm sorry. I repent. And I have the Holy Spirit. My father doesn't. You know, so for him to do that, absolutely not. So, man, you know, it's hard. But I, I love my father. I'm so thankful for that he was there. You know, and he did what he could. And he did. But, you know, just, you know, it's fun as you get older, you get to reflect on things. You know, yeah, hindsight, uh, hindsight on your parents is uh, pretty humbling, actually. Yeah. You know, I can look back at my parents, and, and I know they loved me. I know they loved me, um, and I didn't understand why they did what they did. But now I, I can look back as an older adult. I can look back and say, man, what they must have struggled with. Yeah. You know, and I that I didn't appreciate at that time because they did it incorrectly, perhaps, but. 
there's a reason why they did it incorrectly. Maybe I just did it a little bit more loving towards that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's humbling when you <laughs> look back. <laughs> yep. Five years ago, I would have had a different response towards all of that. You know what I mean? But it's cool how Christ grows on you. You know. So. And he continues to grow on us. It doesn't end. To the day that we die, we are to be surrendering to him every day and growing to, and growing to become more and more like him. Uh, I really like how in the Gospels where Jesus taught, or he was, make, he was doing a teaching, and he was doing the hard teaching, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and he lost a lot of the people. They walked away, and he asked the apostles, are you going to go too? They said, Lord, we gave up everything. Where else would we go? I love that. Where else would we go? We surrender our lives to him. Where else would we go? Man, that's such a cool, you know what I mean? Where else would you go? You wouldn't go anywhere. You know the truth. How can you walk away from the truth? The truth that we're supposed to be uh, presenting to everyone. It's very truth that we're called to do, to live and to act. So, I don't know, I really, I really like that. Especially when you have a hard time, you know, and you're upset with God. Where would you go? <laughs> you gave everything up. Why would you leave him now? Absolutely not. So, <clears throat> guys, I think we did pretty good with 13 verses. You know, it's anything else anybody want to bring up? Otherwise, I'll pray and close. All right, God. Thank you for thank you for sending your son Jesus to die so that we can be completely forgiven for all the wrong that we have an opportunity to that we to turn from our sin and to turn to you Lord help us in our sin help us in our anger Lord help us to to die to ourselves and to surrender the Holy Spirit living inside of us believers. Help us do that every day, Lord. Help us to remind, remember that we need you and we can't do this on our own. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.